The Aspire podcast series has been developed by Sheffield Hallam University Aspire Scholars as a resource to support students on their career development journey. The Aspire programme is dedicated to eradicating structural racism in higher education, working collaboratively with institutions to implement policy changes that promote diversity and combat bias. By amplifying the voice of black scholars, the programme aims to enrich the academic community with diverse perspectives and in doing so, strengthen the foundation of knowledge for generations to come. Aspire is more than a programme, it is a catalyst for change, a path to excellence and a promise of a more inclusive tomorrow. Hi everyone, today we are joined by Lucy and Lovu. Welcome Lucy. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me and thank you for having me this morning. That's okay. Thanks for joining us. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, Lucy, and how you got to where you are today. Okay. Yeah, like you said, my name is Lucy Glovo. I am the founder of Progressive Talent CIC, which is a social enterprise I set up in 2018 when I was studying for uh, my master's degree at Leeds Beckett University. Um, at the time, I was doing an MA in uh, PR and strategic communication. And then whilst I was doing that, I became really, really interested in the field of gender and race equality. And hence, I started Progressive Talent, which is basically a social enterprise to empower professional Black women like myself, give them a place and a space to meet, to talk, to network, but also to advocate for them and amplify the good work that we do um, in our communities and at work as well. It sounds like you do an amazing job and that's an amazing business. And it also sounds like you've had to juggle quite a few things uh, all at one time, which uh, makes you the perfect guest for today because the theme for today is time management and particularly for the audience who are at university, how they can manage their university studies and their time, as well as any other extracurricular activities and work that they're undertaking. So let's start, Lucy, if you could just tell us a little bit about how you define effective time management, especially within the context of balancing university studies and um, other activities. Okay. I think for me, how I define it is being in a position to manage everything that you're supposed to do and try and manage it effectively. It's not always going to be perfect. Like you said, I'm someone who's always juggling many things. I am a mom as well of two boys. So I have a young family and I, you know, and I have them when I was studying as well. I have a nine to five job as well. And in addition to that, I've also got my um, side hustle, my passion project, Progressive Talent. So for me, it is being able to manage everything that is about you, but in an effective way. And the way I do that, I guess maybe that would probably be the next question, would be how do you do that? How do you manage everything? Um, and for me, I think what's really, really helped me is having a time map. You know, having a time map in the sense that I have a, a, an idea of what I'm doing every month, then an idea of what I'm doing every week and every day. And it sounds a lot, but it's helped me because it's helped me to know where I'm supposed to be at what time and what tasks I'm supposed to be doing at that particular time. So that's been really helpful for me. 
So let's explore that a little bit more then, Lucy, in terms of the how. What does a typical day look like for you with all these different things going on? So kind of just talk us through what that balance of time looks like. So I'm a morning person, so which makes it easier for me. I'm up by six o'clock most days. Then I get to spend time by myself just meditating and, you know, relaxing before the boys wake up <laughs> about an hour later. So I have that morning to sort of... Um, settle my mind and get prepared for the day. Um, then obviously it's the breakfast and school run between seven and half eight. Um, if I'm going into the office, I'll then make my way into the office for the day and then finish up, you know, just do office work all day and then probably finish at four or half four, depending on what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, come home, have some dinner, make dinner between four and seven. And then if I've got to do any project or any work, it's usually between eight and nine. Uh, that's when I get to pick up work for my other projects that I haven't been able to do during the day. But every day is different. It varies. It depends with if I'm working from home, it's slightly different from if I'm working from the office. So, but for me, what really helps is knowing, for, for instance, this morning I woke up, I knew I was having this podcast this morning. So it was, was already in my diary, it was already journaled to this time and this time I've got the podcast and to allow time for me to get ready and prepare for it as well. So how do you um, make sure, Lucy, that within all that, because it sounds like you've got a very busy day, it's kind of, it feels like it, there's, there's a lot going on. So how do you manage your well-being within that and make sure that you don't have burnout and kind of, you know, you don't feel overwhelmed? That's a good question. I actually have a start and stop time. So for instance, if I'm starting a project, and I give myself 30 minutes to do it or an hour to do it, I'll make sure I'll try and do as much as I can within that time. What that means is then it allows me to take a break after that. I have a lot of breaks throughout the day, whether it's going for a walk or just having a chat with a colleague at work or having a conversation with a friend. And I think the breaks, what the breaks do for me is they re-energize me again to carry on. But for me, having a start and stop time is very effective. Because then I'm not doing one thing the whole day or just getting overwhelmed with the amount of work I have to do. It also means that I'm able to look at what projects take more time and what what I need to allocate more time to. Say, for instance, I have a project where I'm meeting a client for an hour and then it overruns to an hour, an hour and a half. I'll know for next time that not to just allocate time for an hour, but maybe to give myself allowance to travel, to get there, to have the meeting. So by having that, it allows me to be more realistic about the different things that I'm doing throughout the day. Um, I hope that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And from your experience, Lucy, what do you think or what have you seen that some of the common challenges are that students face when trying to balance their academic commitments and kind of other things? And what, how do you think they can address this? Because it's often okay. hard, isn't it? You're, you know, you've yeah. come from school or college where there's a set structure and, you know, activities. And then you go to university where actually you have got a timetable of lectures, but then you're managing your own time in terms of assignments and revision and other things you might want to do. So yeah. what would your advice be? Okay. I guess the question for them would be, what's your motivation to do what you're doing? If at the end of the day, what you want to do is to get good grades or you want to 
um, you have a big picture about where you want to go in your life and the goals that you've got, that you have planned out. Maybe if you understand where your motivation is, you will then be able to plan it better. And I guess the challenges would be, like anything else these days, we are very destructive. Um, it's not just students, myself and, and everybody else. We get distracted by social media, we get distracted by everything that's going on in the world, and it's becoming incredibly difficult to switch off uh, because of the uh, smartphones and everything that we've got around us. If it's not friends, it's the apps and everything. But I think the challenge would be if you do not have a big picture in view, you're not, right? for example, for me, when I started my master's, I already had a family and I knew I wanted to graduate with and finish within a given time. But also I wanted to get very good marks and which I did, I got distinction, but I had to make it happen. I had that big picture in mind with all the distractions, with all the family commitments, that is what drew me because I knew what I wanted to achieve at the end of the at the end of the three years when I was studying. Um, and I guess another thing is we don't write things down. I'm I'm a writer, you know. I journal. I have time up. I have a diary, and that really helps me because when I write something down, I feel like if it's written down, it's going it's going to happen. You know, if I write down, I'm going to do this at this particular time. It's going to happen. So that's that's really useful. And writing down can be on your phone if you find it easier that way. You know, you can set alarms. You can set prompts on your phone to yourself. You can write it down in your journal, your notebook. Just write it down somewhere what you're supposed to be doing at what time. Um, so having a to-do list is also useful um, with everything going on. If you keep a to-do list, could be daily, could be weekly, could be monthly. But at least that way you know you've got these different subjects coming up, you've got an exam, you've got an assignment. It helps you plan better and uh, plan your time better. I don't know if that's, uh, does that help? Yes, that's perfect. And you've provided some really good tips in terms of some of the techniques that um, students can use. And you also mentioned around setting clear priorities. So yeah. how do you determine what should be a priority? Um, I guess it depends with who you are. It also depends with what you're trying to achieve. I mean, if you understand yourself, you understand your unique relationship with your time. For some people, priorities could be to keep fit for the four years they're in uni. I don't know. <laughs> some priorities are probably just to get past. Um, and maybe... It, it doesn't really matter what grade they get, you know. So you, you've got to have something that you are aiming for, a goal or a dream or something that you want. Then I guess that becomes your priorities. So for instance, for me, my priorities are right now, they change every time. When I was a student, my priorities were to make sure I get to class on time, I do my assignments and I get my grades and I do well, as well as family. But now that I'm working, is to make sure that my home is run as effectively as it can be. And I've also got time to spend with my family. And that, as well as that, I've also got time to do my work and my projects. So it, 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 priorities can change depending on what season and where you are in life. Um, it also depends on, on what it is you want to achieve at that particular time. 
Um, so there's there's many factors that that can that can help towards or, or the many factors that contribute to you deciding what is your own priorities. We all have different priorities, individual priorities. They, they all differ. So a lot of the students that we speak to feel overwhelmed in that they might have, I don't know, two pieces of coursework that they have to do and they've got, say, two exams that they need to revise for. So obviously when you're in that situation, all four of those things are important because they are all contributing factors to achieving a successful degree. So when you're in that situation, particularly in the autumn when it's kind of everything's going on, how can students kind of plan their time effectively for those specific degree activities that they're doing so that they don't feel that they're spending more time on their coursework than they are on their revision, for example, because often that fills students with guilt. So what what the approaches would you suggest there, Lucy? Okay. So you said they're spending they're spending more time doing their coursework but not their revision. Yes. Um Again, again, it comes down to planning. Um, it's hard to, to explain it, but you obviously have a timetable of what what assignment or what coursework is due when. Um, it comes down to planning. I had a very unique way of doing it, and maybe if I just share how I did it, I don't know if this can work for everybody, but it worked for me. So, for instance, if I had an assignment that was due in a week, and, of course, I've got coursework that's due within the week, in two days' time. I tend to start with what's due further away from the due date. Does that make sense? So I would have started working on my assignment first so that it gives me an idea of how much, what I need to do with it or what time I need to allocate to it. Then once I've tackled it, and I might not, I might not do it all, but I'll do a little bit of it. I think for me, that's how I, I got rid of that overwhelming feeling of, oh, I've got too many things, I'm juggling too many. And once I've started it and I've, I have an idea, like, okay, if it's a 5,000 words, I've managed to do 2,000, then I have an idea, like, okay, I've got 3,000 words left. I'll just pack it for now, okay? And then now tackle the coursework or tackle anything else that's due more in, in nearer the time, sort of more recent. Um, so that's that's my simple strategy of doing it. I wouldn't leave it till later, and then I'm struggling to to make time and find time. It's it's too overwhelming. Um, that's how I did it. That's great, Lucy. Thank you. Are there any specific strategies or habits that you think um, students might potentially avoid to avoid procrastination, and so that they stay focused on their priorities? Obviously, social media I think is a massive thing. You know, it's quite addictive once you get on there. Um, yeah. But any other things that students could potentially avoid that will help them stay focused? Yeah. Sure. I say get rid of your clutter. And that could be your digital clutter or it could be clutter in your house. <laughs> you know, I find it um, overwhelming if I've got too many emails coming in. We've all subscribed so many things now. And sometimes you end up just buying things for the sake of buying things. So I would say try and get rid of your clutter. Maybe your email or your inbox, just arrange it in folders or different ways where you're not just getting all the emails all at once. You've got subscription folder, for instance. It gets, all that means is all your subscriptions will go into that folder. You're not constantly being bombarded by marketing emails. 
because that's that's how it's done these days. So just try and get rid of your clutter um, in that sense. And if possible, if you can have more than one email, <laughs> so you've got your student email account for your for your for your um, for your university one. Sorry. But if you've got a personal account or other email accounts for the other things that you do, that way you're more focused when you log on to your student account. You know, that's 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 where your mind is. And that's what you're going to do for the day or for that hour. You're not going to be jumping in and out of inboxes and emails. And and I feel that's quite important. Um, I mean, the usual things that what I mentioned, I mentioned um I mentioned keeping a to-do list, which is very useful, but also delegating. You can actually delegate some of the tasks that you do. For instance, if you have a friend who likes food shopping, I love food shopping. And I said at the time when I was a student, the first degree, I stayed with, a, uh, with a, a friend of mine, my roommate. She hated food shopping. So she didn't mind delegating food shopping to me for, for both of us. So that meant I enjoyed my time out food shopping and she enjoyed staying indoors and, you know, it was peaceful, <laughs> blissful, should I say. So if you can delegate some of these tasks that you don't like to a friend, you know, some friends like clothes shopping and don't want to, you can ask them, you know, when you're out shopping, do you mind just grabbing something, please? Send, send me a picture, let me say yes or no. And then that way you're you've delegated your time to somebody who enjoys doing that task. So that's also quite useful. And for me of late, I'm delegating my tasks to my 14-year-old. He's got chores around the house. Again, it's part of time management. He does the dishwashing. He does the, you know, all these little chores that would take me maybe 10, 15 minutes, but that's 10, 15 minutes of my time that I've passed it on to him. Well, I have to pay him still, but... At least that way, I've got my time to do the different things that I'm doing. So delegating is also very important. And I think the last thing I would say is have a plan in action. Right? Have you know you can you can write something down, you can delegate, but you've also got to have a plan as to what you want to do with yourself once you've finished your uni. And I said it's back to that thing where I said it's about having a big picture view as to where you want to go and what you want to do. And that will always be at the forefront. I like um, your suggestion of delegating, Lucy. I think uh, many of us could do more delegating. Um, I just want to talk a little bit, uh, we've touched on it, but I just want to just kind of finish off our time together, just talking a little bit about the importance of self-care and stress management. Um, I will just say at this point that if any of our listeners are feeling a bit overwhelmed or a little bit stressed about um, everything that's going on, you can seek free and confidential support from your university wellbeing services. Um, So do seek out that support and also do feel that you can go and talk to your academics as well, your personal tutors. Um, You don't need to kind of just, uh, I guess, suffer in silence. So, Lucy, just to kind of wrap up the session, I guess, can you tell us a little about about the importance of self-care and stress management? Because, you know, especially since the pandemic, where a lot of um, students are kind of studying independently and working from home, there's a tendency to actually, before you know it, it's been a week and you've not left the house. Um, So just talk to us a little bit about that self-care and stress management in the context of managing your time as a student. 
I think that's very useful. That's a very useful topic. It's one I'm very passionate about. I am a mental health first aider. So, you know, I this is a topic I'm very, very interested in. And we should we should all be, because we've come to understand that well-being is probably everything. Um, so when it comes to managing your time, I think you should always, always have, you should allocate time for well-being and self-care, whether it's on a daily basis or a weekly basis. And it doesn't have to be much. I think it's what we need now to sort of refuel. And for some people, it's exercise. Some people love to exercise. And you can do that by walking. You have walking just 30 minutes a day if you can. If not, maybe have move away from your, get away from where you're studying library or where you're studying at home and have a chat with a friend or call somebody, you know, or maybe go a window shopping if you're in the city centre browsing a little bit, just get out of that space. That's useful. And also spend time to 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 sit with yourself. You know, I mentioned that I wake up early and I meditate. What that does for me is sort of centers me in terms of what I need to do for the day and for the week. So have those moments. And it doesn't have to be in the morning either. It can be even during the day where you sit still and just center yourself. Sort of do an audit as to what you've done during the day and what needs doing. But you're doing that in a in a quiet way, not, not browsing on your phone. You're just doing that in a quiet way. So um, stress is, as we know, it's, it's not the best thing for anybody. Um, and there's been a lot of research around how, you know, how stress can affect our bodies in so many ways. And sometimes you do get stressed because we've got deadlines or we've got things that are not working out as they should be. That's normal. But managing it in times of time management and in times of being a student, you always have to try and make time to talk to your friends, talk to your family, go for a walk, exercise, eat right. You know, just the basic things that we get told. But for me, they've really worked. And if I find that a day goes by and I haven't had time to meditate or I haven't had time to, to unwind a little bit, I can actually, I feel it in my body. I feel really tense. And that's a sign that, right, stop what you're doing and put on, put on a movie. You know, I watch K-dramas now, which is what I do too. So put on a movie on Netflix if you want and watch something there just to unwind and relax your mind. Lucy, thank you so much for being such a fabulous guest and for all the brilliant um, advice and information that you have provided to our listeners. And yeah, it's been great talking to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Sheffield Hallam University is one of UK's largest and most diverse universities with a community of around 37,000 students. The university's mission is simple. They transform lives. Sheffield Hallam is an award-winning university, recently receiving gold in the Teaching Excellence Framework for outstanding support for student access and progression. Individuals from all backgrounds are provided with the opportunity to acquire skills, knowledge and experience to succeed at whatever they choose to do.